1: overwhelmed with football information. Today is one of those overwhelming days of football info where it's hard to catch your breath and and ask, like, what's next? Between Auburn's coaching search, which is fascinating, uh, signing day is the day after tomorrow, Uh, Alabama plays for the SEC football championship, Literally in four days, I mean, wow! Slow down. Yeah,
0: twenty twenty. You've given us a lot. Let's let's all chill out for a minute. You know, let's all relax, chillax, grab a cool Coors Light. You know, <laughs> do something like that. Um, Jimmy, yeah, you you've said a mouthful already. And again, we did. We haven't really gone over the Arkansas game much because it really does feel like that's sort of an afterthought um we bludgeoned them and um you know if anybody if if at any time something jumps out about that game you want to bring up i say go for it uh, i i was very impressed just very quickly thinking about the the performance of the defense i know arkansas is not um you know the greatest show on turf or anything but they, i think the defense had eight sacks that was certainly nice um will Reichert continues to make field goals that was certainly nice. And, uh, you know, we won without a passing touchdown. That's certainly nice, too, just to know that we can do that. So I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of positives from that game. Is there anything else you want to throw out there?
1: I would just say that uh, the, best, the best take of all or the best takeaway from Arkansas is that we won impressively but did not play impressively. I, I would not rank it at the top of Alabama's performances this season, it would be near the top defensively. uh, But offensively, even with that point total, it was not one of our best performances of the year. So overall, uh, in terms of 10 performances, uh, to me, that's somewhere around fifth or sixth. I mean, right in the middle. Uh, Alabama won impressively, but didn't play impressively. And when you consider what Arkansas has been able to accomplish this season, uh, that's, that's incredible. So, uh, way to go, Alabama looks like we're pretty good.
0: I did a crossover episode with the guys from Lockton, Arkansas last week. And, um, you know, I told him, I said, look, y'all are not going to win this game. I know we, and I know that sounds arrogant and Alabama fans are notoriously arrogant, but right now with we should be arrogant. Um, and y'all mm-hmm. are not going to win this game. However, I love your coach. Um, I'm sorry. I made fun of him earlier. Uh, I think I called him Sam Hunt. I think I called him a lot of things that he wasn't. Um, Sam the Bam Cunningham. I mean, I called him everything but Sam Pittman. And, um, you know, I I kind of dig what, what he's laying down over there. So, um, yeah, kudos to them. And, uh, you know, great for Brian Robinson to get three touchdowns um, in a game like that uh, when those touchdowns could have very easily just gone to Najee. I mean, we could have made that happen. Um, but, boy, then the Heisman ballot would really get jumbled up,
1: Jimmy. I mean, we got so many. Uh, well, uh, a couple things about the Heisman. Funny you say I, I saw a lot of Heisman uh, stay on top of everything else. And if, if you believe what you read, and I believe everything I read as a rule, uh, but if, if you believe what you read, Devontae might be on top or second, Mac might be on top or second. But it looks like it's Mac or Devontae in some sort of order. And And I know that's really exciting today. But again, I've talked about it several times. I know it sounds like I'm being a wet blanket. Let's just call it just being more of a worrier. And my worry is that Mac and Devante will split the we gotta vote for an Alabama guy vote. And too few voters will include both on their ballots. And if that's the case and the vote is split between Mac and Devante, then someone will be the beneficiary of that. And and right now, that most likely person is Trevor Lawrence, who very quietly lurks, who has had a Heisman-worthy season, and who is going to play a a game Saturday that every Heisman voter is going to watch. And if Trevor is really impressive Saturday, and who would doubt that he would be, and Clemson wins, then what could happen is... Devonte split the alabama vote and 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 Trevor Waltz is in maybe even with fewer first place votes, maybe Devonte gets the most first place votes uh but that won't help Devante if he gets a bunch of first place votes, but is not on the ballot of other voters who voted for Mac either first second, or third so uh we'll see how it all works out but 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 that that remains my worry what the Heisman is. Devonte and mac not being on ballots together that voters pick one or the other
0: i'd be a little shocked if trevor lawrence won it this time i know that everybody's trying to create a little drama and i think trevor lawrence is the best quarterback and the best nfl prospect but he hasn't had the best season i mean he's missed a couple of games and um the biggest game of the year that they played in he didn't play in it now he's gonna get a chance in the rematch but they still have a loss and uh you know, I just I just can't see Trevor Lawrence winning at this time. Um, but it did just make me think, boy, what a great Saturday afternoon we've got here in late December. Ian Book, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, all four in the Heisman consideration. Of course, Devontae Smith in there too. Um, but but that's going to be a lot of fun Saturday, this late December, uh, week before Christmas kind of thing. I, I, I love that. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody. It's a great,
1: about- it is a great Saturday. It's a great Saturday of games.
0: Let me tell everybody about Coors Light. Coors Light is where you want to go to check out the best, or CoorsLight.com is where you want to go to check out the best light beer. I think the best beer, period. I'm not into IPAs and all this other stuff. i want a to Coors Light. I was in Vegas for all weekend. I had a bunch of Coors Lights. I I just loved them. Uh, everybody else was drinking them, too. It was cool. Um, Coors Light is the way to go. You can go to CoorsLight.com, find out everything about this fabulous, wonderful elixir that is uh like manna from heaven it's it's awesome uh check out CoorsLight.com to find out more about it of course it's brewed right there in golden colorado good old us of a you don't get any more united states of america than golden colorado that that's the that's the the epicenter of all things usa Coors Light is brewed right there in golden colorado we want you to celebrate responsibly but this weekend especially Get your celebrate on as Alabama's going to win the SEC Championship, we believe. Coors Light and CoorsLight.com. Go check them out. Okay, Jimmy. Um, you mentioned National Signing Day. I tell you what, let me put that on the table for a minute. Um, we can talk about that on Wednesday, really. Let's take a minute and talk about Alabama basketball because you know, I was really kind of disgusted. With the um or d- disgust is probably not the right word. I was really disturbed by how we played against Clemson Saturday. Um, it was very disappointing. It, what maybe disgusting? Strong disappointing is not too strong. I, I mean, it, it's one of those things, Jimmy. And we're on a big texting with folks, and I texted John and said, "Are we sure Nate Oates is really good? Because this this comes on the heels of his having um." A bit of a war with words with Coach K. It really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I think all he said was what everybody else was thinking, that essentially uh, Coach K wants to cancel the season because he's not doing very well. That's that's probably true, frankly. Coach K can say what he wants to. I mean, it, you know, that's that's the way it looks. And he said – he didn't even say it. He got the reporter to say it and just sort of agreed and whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal. It did get him some notoriety – uh, I know Tony Kornhazer ripped him a new one on Pardon the Interruption, and um, then Jim Beheim sticks his beak in it and you know, says, oh, well, Nate Oates needs to learn and blah, blah, blah. Look, these, these those guys, man, I mean, I, I like them and their institutions and in college basketball, but just it wasn't that big of a deal. Y'all sort of made it into a big deal. And then apparently what bothers me more, because I was really okay with his doing this. I mean, I, we were all thinking it. And I don't think he was trash talking coach K. I think he just said, you know, he's sort of a, I say what's on my mind kind of guy. Well, apparently he called coach K uh, apologized profusely. At least it made him sound like he made himself sound as if he apologized profusely and sort of kissed the ring. If you want to put it mildly or bluntly. Um, and, And i just thought it was over the top. I mean, you know, it, it, just stand behind what you said. We all agreed with it. And especially after you played like that against Clemson, you tell us all this, it, it comes off as really weak. I just don't, I didn't like it at all. And frankly, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about, we don't have the effort on rebounding and yada, yada, yada. That's your job to make sure they have the effort rebounding. Yeah, we all see there's a rebounding problem. It's your job to fix that. And we're all behind you, man. You you had the fan base fired up. I, I've been pro-Nate Oates from day one. I still am. But I'm beginning to have doubt now, and I don't like that, Jimmy.
1: Yeah, I was uh, disappointed um, in the outcome and uh, largely the effort, uh, particularly when it came to rebounding. I think sometimes we we've talked about it incessantly about this, this particular basketball team. We're going to be really good when the shots fall, and bad when they don't. And uh, and and there's an example of uh, being really bad when they don't, because when the outside shots aren't falling, I'm not sure this team is is designed to be a, a garbage basket team to be a offensive rebounding team to be a okay. The shots aren't falling, so we can pound it inside, pound it inside to who? Uh, I I think it's just a team kind of designed uh, with, with the idea that we're going to run the floor and put up a bunch of threes and on nights that the whole team is cold, uh, they can look bad. And they did. And uh, I, I'm not as alarmed uh, when I am as – I'm not even going to say concerned because at this point in the season, there's only been two losses and they've been to the two good teams. Uh, I think Stanford and Clemson both are likely NCAA tournament teams, certainly highly capable Uh, So I don't think we have a bad loss. We've looked bad. I think there's a difference between a bad loss and looking bad. And and Alabama has looked bad in both losses, but neither losses are bad losses that that, that will really ding you come March. Uh, A a bigger concern for me, Luke, is when I say these losses won't ding you come March, we need to play better or or there's no reason to talk about March. I mean, there's no March to discuss unless the team plays uh, better. So – Let's see what happens this week. Uh, Furman and Houston are not as good as Starr and Clemson, and whoa, whoa, they are whoa, playing whoa. at home.
0: Wait a minute. i got to stop you right there, Jimmy, a couple of things. First of all, Houston is number six in the country. Well, well
1: yeah, yeah, correct, and,
0: correct, correct. Houston, and, and here's the other side of that. We're not playing Houston anymore. <laughs> what? Houston game has been canceled, and we're <laughs> substituting that with Western Kentucky.
1: What? Did you? This is live this, radio, people. I don't, I really don't know. That. I mean, I'm seriously, I seriously don't know that. When did that I didn't happen? know were saying what like you didn't hear me or what like oh shit I didn't know that. You know what? No, I literally didn't know that. This is what happens when you when you you have a law practice on the side of uh, of being a podcaster. That happened today, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it happened today. Um, and it, I mean, like it was it happened pretty quick, like bang bang. Houston's got some COVID issues. And um,
1: uh, so they aren't they aren't able to be there. And uh, well, good because they're ranked really high. They're ranked really high. I, I, I'm I'm just not. Uh, I mean, we we will see, but obviously we're not playing Houston now, anyway, right? We're not playing Houston. So now. it's Western Kentucky. We're not yeah. playing Houston now. Now we're playing Western Kentucky. Correct. Huh. Man, I I'm I'm have to I hit love the reset button altogether.
0: I feel like we're doing a gender reveal for your baby. And like you didn't
1: know what it was, and it's like, you're like, huh? It's a girl, huh?
0: Okay. It well, must she, have happened she, this she,
1: afternoon. I did a I did a pretty good run through my informational uh, highway, and funny that I didn't get a text about that. Uh, texts I've kept up with, but there were no uh, no texts about that, huh? Okay. Well, well, Western Kentucky, it is. But here's the thing,
0: Jimmy. That's I think it's fair that you didn't get a text about that. Look, Auburn is. All right, I flew in from Vegas today. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, you know I was in Vegas, right? So I get on a flight like everybody does, you know, zombified, um, get into Atlanta about 1 o'clock Central Time. And the whole time I had to buy the internet uh, on the plane um, just so I could be checking all the boards to see what's going on with Auburn's coaching search and everything. And, um, I mean, it went from, you know, oh, God, it's going to be Kevin Steele to, oh, yeah, it's going to be Mario Cristobal to, oh, no, Mario Chrisball signed an extension with Oregon, apparently, and just on and on into the night. And, like, I, that's been the only thing I've been concerned with. I just – it was almost an afterthought when it was tweeted out that Alabama won't be playing Houston and Western Kentucky is going to be the opponent instead, that I was like, huh, okay, that's mildly interesting. Um, and then I just kept going on thinking about this Auburn coaching search and trying to find out more about it. But, anyway, so I guess what we don't need to do is give the people that big Houston – uh <laughs> informational podcast we had lined up for later in the week.
1: Um <laughs> I'd say Houston, so, uh wow, that is unfortunate with their uh with their record and and that would have looked nice and it's in Tuscaloosa. But uh I don't know something about these group of five teams don't uh move move me as much as the really good power five teams. But nevertheless western Western Kentucky another Group of five team. Uh, Let's get two wins this week and and then sort of see where we are. Now, if we lose, if we lose to Furman or Western Kentucky, then I am going to freak out. But beat Furman, beat Western Kentucky, I'll feel like the season is on, is on track.
0: Okay, I can buy that, uh, but we need to get these wins, and we need to we need to start looking better. We look so discombobulated out there. I mean, there were some horrible shots we took the other night. I mean, rebounded, and, uh, yeah, it's not looking great, but, God, our shot selection was so awful. And the thing was, we played that poorly, and we still – I think we might have even had a one-point lead or, or got it to within one or something. Uh, again, I was watching it in Vegas, uh, drunk, and so I, and I was getting so upset while watching it that I quit kind of watching it sometimes. But anyway,
1: um, yeah, my one specific criticism is, is, uh, Jaden Shackelford. Shaq, you know, when it's not your night and nothing is falling and there is nothing you can do to put the biscuit in the basket, maybe play less aggressively. And that's, that's my, my tip for the night. I think that's a pretty good tip. Jimmy, maybe Jaden Shackelford
0: needs a built-go. Built-go gives you energy. You can fit it right in your pocket or right in your briefcase or in your lunchbox or, you know, you could put it in your high top, I'm sure, if you wanted to. And maybe Jaden Shackelford ought to do that so that when uh, things aren't going his way, he can have a quick built-go that is an incredible burst of energy filled with collagen protein, and it may give him that extra bump he needs to get through the rest of the contest, whether we're playing Houston, Western Kentucky, or Western Houston. It just doesn't matter. Um, they come in three delicious flavors. Go to builtgo.com and check them out. Um, they would love to send you some of these great energy packets. I've had them before. I used them in Vegas. They were awesome. Loved them. Taste delicious. And uh, yeah, go check them out. Builtgo.com, B U I L T G O.com. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off your order. Okay, Jimmy, uh, let's talk a little bit about this Auburn coaching search. It has gotten just really bizarre what is going on over there. It seems like, I'm going to tell you, conventional wisdom told us all that Auburn would not fire Gus Malzahn unless they had a dude in the pocket, right? I mean, that's conventional wisdom. Auburn doesn't do conventional wisdom. That's just not what they do. So uh, what they've decided to do is now hire a search firm. And even, if the, even as the search firm hiring has been reported by some Auburn moderators this afternoon, now other people are reporting that there are puffs of white smoke uh, coming from the plains, and Auburn already has their coach. So either that search firm is the fastest search firm in the history of all search firms, Usain Bolt, Jalen Waddle Speed search firm, or This has all been some gigantic ruse, and Auburn has somehow bungled its way into a coach, and I just don't know what the answer is yet.
1: I'm inclined to believe, and of course we're recording this on a Monday night, just one day after, you know, Gus Malzama was was fired on a Sunday around 1 o'clock. If they do have a coach hired, and, and it's a done deal on a Monday night, And it would be announced tuesday then that indicates to me that they did have someone lined up or at least a top two or three pecking order uh at the time they fired gus uh coaching searches are are done in 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 many many different ways and some include these uh search firms who are really more information gatherers than anything and they allow you to work uh, with plausible deniability meaning uh, we never talked to that guy. Well, maybe you didn't, but the search firm may have, or at least someone. It, it's to, to me, it's just cover and PR. So much of the coaching search is PR and wanting to look good to your fan base. Uh, gosh, I, I think coaching searches to me, I mean, it's part disgusting and part hilarious to me. Uh, fans get so excited about firing. We lost fire the coach, and, and that means you're in one of these coaching searches and they almost never go great. They almost never go like fans think. And, and Alabama fans, we're, we're sitting in the catbird seat for years. With We have the greatest head coach of all time. But let's remember, the last time we were in one of these coaching search things, we we, we basically hired Rich Rodriguez. We we basically hired him and not Nick Saban. So let's not pretend that these things go swimmingly for us every time. They don't. Uh, and, and we're Alabama. So – uh, I'm sure if it's Kevin Steele, and and that's sort of what I believe right now, that it's Kevin Steele, um, that will indicate to me, my opinion will be that it was Kevin Steele all along, and no one else was really seriously considered, and it was just Kevin Steele's job. And I think that will largely fall flat with uh, with Auburn's fan base and uh, and be unpopular. Uh, that that that's that's what I believe. Right now, but I could be wrong. It could be Napier, it could be Bill Clark, uh, some surprise like that. Neil Brown, uh, you know, it could be a surprise like that. But what I don't believe, I don't believe it's Hugh Freeze. I don't believe it's Lynn Kiffin. I don't even think it's Mario Cristobal, though. I'm not going to be shocked if it is.
0: Um, I don't think it's going to be Mario Cristobal either. It sure sounds like he's going to stay in Oregon. Um and frankly, at the moment I think Oregon's the better job. I think it you could go 5050 with it really, but I would give a slight nod to Oregon because they don't have to play in the SEC. They have uh plenty of, of prestige, and they are probably the are they the top program out west right now? I mean, I think you could make that argument too. Yeah. Um whereas Auburn is in the SEC, which is great to some extent. It's also terrible because Auburn fans expect uh 12-win seasons every year when that's not historically what they do. They do 12-win seasons about every five to ten years. And so when you expect it, just like that's what makes the SEC, the SEC are these great expectations uh, by by fans
1: of programs that don't historically ever meet those expectations. Maybe. I think we make uh, it too complicated about what's a great program. To me, there's a clear objective number about what makes a great program, and it's not championships, it's not wins, but when you're talking about what's a great job in college football, I think there's one objective number as to how you line that up, and that is the football budget of a school. And if your football budget is the highest in the country, then you probably have the best job to offer in the country. And I, I would just literally rank the jobs by football budget. I mean, n- no one is spending $96 million a year on football I mean, like I said, New Mexico State's not spending $96 million a year, and that's why they're going to be way low down on the list. But Alabama and Texas and Michigan and Ohio State are. They're going to be way up that list. And and to me, it's what what do these athletic departments, what do they spend on football? And, and if you rank them like that, I think Auburn is going to come in around the top 10, certainly the top 15, and that's where I think their job ranks. Yeah, and –
0: but, you know, then on the other side, I think Oregon is, is probably in that same boat, maybe, maybe a little yeah. m- more prestigious right at the moment. But I, I think historically Auburn's a better job. I don't
1: think there's any Historically, doubt. yeah. But in terms of what they spend today on football, I think yeah. Auburn and Oregon would be very similar. Uh, yeah. Oregon famously has new, shiny, fantastic facilities. Auburn was paying their coach a whole lot more. I mean, Gus Malzahn was making $7 million a year. Uh, there, there weren't too many coaches in the country paid more than him. Therefore, it's a big time job. Yeah. Um, so anyway. It's See, I bet be they're a- not paying the next guy $7 million. See, I, I think that's a, a factor. It costs so much money to buy out Gus. I mean, how are they going to do that and then spend a ton of money on the new guy? I, yeah. I, I, think, I think all along there's been an economic reality uh, that that's been part of this that almost mandates the hire of someone who you don't have to pay seven million dollars a year.
0: Well, and see, it makes that's why it makes sense for Kevin Steele. It makes sense financially for Kevin Steele because you don't have to buy him out and then get a new defensive coordinator who you have to buy out and then get a new head coach about blah blah blah. That's right. You can rearrange Kevin Steele. You know he, he probably works for a lot less than most others. At least he should. Um, he does know the area. He does know this recruiting class. Maybe they can salvage whatever's left of it, um, which isn't much. But uh, and and then maybe that's the thing is they sort of hang on and and let the Hugh freeze the the stink from the Hugh freeze turd sort of vanish into thin air. And maybe they feel like they can get freeze a little later on. I mean, he's only fifty or something like that, fifty one. Think, think so, of this money,
1: uh, Luke. This- Think of this money. This is why you can't, this is why hiring Crystal Ball is always going to be complicated. And I'm not saying impossible because Jimmy Rain and some Auburn boosters have Tim Cook, you know, they have a lot of money. Yeah. But if you if you you're gonna to go to Mario Ball as one of the top 10 or 15 college coaches working today and tell him, we're only gonna pay you four or five. You know, uh that's what we're offering you oh, and we kind of need you to keep the defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, even though he badly wanted this job and now may potentially, uh, uh, you know, stab you in the back by developing relationships with players that will like him more than they like you. Um, And we also need you to keep uh, Chad Morris because we can't afford to pay out buyouts to Kevin Steele and Chad Morris. So we're going to hire you, but you can't hire your own staff or even pick out your own coordinators. Because if, if, if they had to get rid of the whole staff and pay buyouts on Steele and Morris and on all the rest on top of what they're already paying Gus, then how are they going to pay Cristobal and, and, and his all-new new guys who who also want their million-dollar coordinator deals? So I'm just telling you, this, it was such a price tag to fire Gus. I, I think money, it, it has to be a huge consideration here. It just doesn't – catch the pun – it just doesn't rain out of the sky.
0: Yeah, the pun was caught. It's a <laughs> Um But the the other thing, you know, and I've had some dealings with Jimmy Rain. Super nice guy. He really is. Um, I know people sure. want to throw him under the bus because he's an Auburn booster, but he's a super nice guy. He's really intelligent. Uh, he's really smart. He went to Harvard Business School. Um, he he built a, a an empire, uh, a wooden empire but um you know and and people can say well he's worth a billion dollars you can just stroke a check he could that is true he he could but you know 21 million is still 21 million and if he paid the buyout which some people think he did i don't know if he did or didn't but you know you can't just go to a dude who's worth a billion say you know what man we we really need like 50 million dollars to make all this other shit happen. I mean, it'd be like I didn't make a billion by giving away fifty million. You know, and it's not businessmen like-,
1: like him didn't get to where they are by just giving it away on silliness.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean it's really um it's really, really kind of crazy. But um
1: this yeah, all- I think we all assume too much too. And I I'm not saying Jimmy Rain, you know, we're just using that that one day and they have Tim Cook another boosters with a lot of money and, 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 and very likely, you know, several of them ponied up and very likely, but I'm just saying there are fans out there that will just tell you it's gospel fact that all this money came from one guy and, and they'll have all these stories to tell you. I I don't know that to be true. I, I think we fans assume so much and we don't really know, you know?
0: Well, now there's a rumor out there that Auburn made an offer to Cristobal Oregon matched it, but Auburn's come back with another offer. I mean, who the heck knows what's going to happen, but, man, this
1: is getting oh, – That's true. That's going to be – there's a lot of rain out there if that's true. Yeah. I mean, just think of the money. Again, Auburn has coordinators that have multi-year contracts, which means buyouts, and uh, it's just hard for me to imagine that Amario Cristobal is going to be told – uh, you don't get to choose your coordinators or staff that's chosen for you. <laughs> so you have to give him the latitude to have his own guys. That means millions of more dollars uh, will be spent getting rid of coaches before you even pay the new ones. And uh maybe it's all happened. Maybe, maybe that's all happened. And maybe Auburn through their boosters and program, maybe they had the 50 million <laughs> sitting around to make all this happen. It's just hard to believe in the year of COVID, but Hey, uh, if it's Mario, it's a good hire. I, I I will not be the the fan that bashes just any Auburn hire. If they pull this off and hire Mario Cristobal, uh, I will be impressed uh, in the sense that I will believe they upgraded. I'll believe they have the better in the SEC. That'll be my opinion.
0: You know, Jimmy. I, I mean, I, I think Mario's a good hire too. Do am I certain he's better than Gus Malzahn? I'm I'm not. I'm just not. And I but that's. Remains to be seen. I don't even know if he'll be Auburn's coach. So, I mean, I guess tune in tomorrow for As the Barn Burns, and we'll, t- we'll tell you all about it. But, um, Jimmy, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bama. Uh, we- roll tight, everybody. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah, we'll do a lot of signing day stuff on the uh, on the next show. So, if you're into recruiting, and I know that you are, tune in to the next show. Roll tight. Roll Tide.